Yeah, welcome to Toasted Lavender. This is the podcast where we talk about queer shit and, and drink beer. beer. Beer shit. Cheers to beers. Queers, Queers. and beers. Queer shit and beer shit. Queer shit. Queer, queer, shit. queer shit, beer shit. Queerbs. Beer I shit. like queerb shit. Queerb shit? Queerb shit. Yeah. Well, today, Kai and I are drinking the NAR from Brewery X. And, and it's spelled with a G, is it yeah, not? G-N-A-R. It's the Gnar. Uh, double hazy IPA with Nelson and Mosaic hops. I haven't tried it Sounds yet. Sounds good. Do you want to talk about the beer that you're drinking? Okay. Lisa's um, surveying the can. Lindsay and I are drinking Metaplex from Unsung Brewing Co. in Anaheim, California. These are both beers that Kai and I brought back from our recent trip to California. And this was our favorite beer from this brewery, which was a really badass comic book themed brewery. To be fair, every beer that I had from them, I really liked. They didn't, none of their beers were disappointing to me. Yeah, they were all really good. This was my favorite. So I made sure we brought some back because we had it on draft. I hope you have more. We don't. This is our last can. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. Okay. So, so really enjoy, enjoy it. it. Yeah. Let me clear um, your toilet. <laughs> Let me clear So the Metaplex is an IPA with Mosaic Hop Ninja. That's what it says on the can. What I do don't know what that, that means? means. Okay. Um, there's like this whole story. There's like a beer origin on the side because it's all comic book themed. It's 6.5%. Flexin with 100% mosaic hops, Metaplex packs a fruity punch. This West Coast style IPA relies on a single hop to unleash a multifaceted barrage of flavor and aroma. I really loved this beer. And if you're ever in Anaheim, if you're at Disneyland, this is a few blocks away. And it was a really nice place to just like chill after being in the park. And they had great beer and like really cool stuff. They were really nice. Well. I'm um this beer's great. Isn't it great? Yeah. This beer's fine. I think, it's I think this one's great. fine. Sorry, it's this fine. one's great. Well, it's time it's well, about can we share? Can we can we swap? <laughs> I don't know if I want I don't, to. Well, I've only had like one swaggle. Mm-hmm. And this was probably my favorite I'm beer. I'm not gonna drink it all. I'm just gonna do a Have little tradesy with you for a moment. I also wanna say that there's like a really cool little area where Unsung is located in Anaheim and it's right across the street from a food hall. So you can like go and get one of like 12 different restaurants. Wasn't it like right across the hall? It was, it was, no, 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 no. It's across the street. Across the hall is a wine bar. So they have one half of this building is wine and the other half is a brewery. That's right. A wine bar sounds very dangerous. I, Sorry yeah. to cut you off. No, but that's fine. It does sound But it's like, We've go not, get your food, and you have all these choices in this. It was very similar to what we experienced in New Mexico. Here's our New Mexico oh, reference. Yes. yes. So I need a sound. We need a sound effect for <laughs> New Mexico. Do. Can we just do like a... Is it a, like a yeehaw? Yeehaw. Maybe. Or like a rattlesnake rattle. Ooh, a rattlesnake. Or, like, or, like, or like a whip. Of all yeah. the guitar strings. Just like everything a... Southwest. Yeah, anything Southwest. <laughs> okay. It's a, it's a cool brewery. And I'm glad we got to go there. And well, it's delightful beer. It's this is really, really good. good. It, I'm going to say it's 
much better than the Nar. than yeah, the Nar. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It is. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say there's something a little weird on the end of this. I don't know. I, I don't know. So should we rate? What's unfortunate is now Let's that I'm com- I'm comparing them to each other, yeah. which yeah. is not good for the That's Nar. That's not fair. Well, I'll try to be X is also in Anaheim, just so you know. So they're direct competition. I would give the unsung beer here. Metaplex. What is it called? Metaplex. Yeah. Probably 4.25. Same. I would yeah. too. I would do a four and a half. Yeah, I would do 4.5. Well, all right. Here we a 4. are. 4.5. Cheers. Cheers. Should we reach out to them on our social media and be like, hey. They gave me a lot of stickers because I bought a lot of beer. Yeah. And there was a bunch of queerdos working yeah. the counter. Nice. Too, which, okay. I mean, we always love to see that. Queerbs. 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 There are a bunch of queerbs working the table. All right, I'm going to switch you back. Drink as much of that as you want. It's a little higher ABV, but I did a big sweat. Yeah, okay, Narnar. Um, so uh, I'm going to go like three and a half on this. Here's what's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of IPAs nowadays. They're all hazy, hazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, over the hazy. I'm so tired. The Metaplex. It's like, just an IPA. I like just regular IPAs. And I'm, Nar, in, I'm IPA. in agreement with that. Yeah. yeah. I there are still some hazies that I like for sure, sure but like it I, really I, has I agree to stand with out. you. I'm ready to have just like the crisp. Yeah. Ba- mm. more balanced, right? Yeah. Where New England IPAs are a little sweeter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got a little more like chewiness yeah. in like a not wanna, good way. I don't want to chew on a beer. I have a hard time eating food with those types of beer. Yeah. Like it like fucks with my palate. Yeah. I want a regular ass IPA when I'm like having a beer with a meal. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it doesn't like. And that is a good ass regular. Yeah. That IPA. Regular ass. Regular ass. Good, good ass. ass good regular ass. Regular ass. <laughs> beer Crispy ass. IPA. <laughs> Crispy. Crispy ass, crispy ass, crispy ass, happy ass beer. Oh my god! I'm gonna say that Nar for me is like a 3.25. Okay. Are you really gonna? Is it just because you're drinking that? Yeah, it might be. Sure is. It's absolutely influenced by that. I'm gonna stick by my three and a half. Yeah, I'm three and a half. It's fine. We're giving it the high. I wouldn't dump it out or anything. Uh, hold on. Well, hold on. Can I taste it one more time? I'm gonna try to be impartial. I'm trying not to swallow into the microphone. Um, I don't know. It's really sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's sweet. It's sweet and grainy and like chewy. It, it ends a little too sweet. I don't think so. This is Nelson and Mosaic. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting because this is a mosaic. I know. That unsung beer is the winner of the yeah. evening. That's yeah. delicious. All right. I'll give it a three and a half. Okay. Right. Okay. Three and a half. For and the half night. it is. For the Unsung, shout out. Before we move on, I just want to give Birdsong a shout out for bringing us some yummy beer from Moab Brewery. Moab Brewery. Uh, we had a scotch ale before we started. We did. We sucked it down. We sucked it down. And we just want to say thank you very much to Birdsong. Thanks, Mom. Well, I just want to let you know that we didn't introduce ourselves, so... We can do that now. Well, 
let me just say that we today are doing our part two of Prince. Yes. I just want to say thanks for joining us yet again. Yet again. For, I'm, you know, I'm back on my shit. My name is Alex. My pronouns are she, her. Kai, he, him. I'm Lindsay and I am still going by she, her. I'm Lisa and I am also she, her. I just want to let it be known that we will probably be singing as much this episode as we did last episode. It will happen. It's completely acceptable. We are going to be starting episode two with the album Dirty Mind. It was released October 8th of 1980. Here's the cover. Oh, sexy. Before any of us were born. Yeah, that's true. Still. I want you to describe this cover. Is this... What number album? Three. The third album. Third from album. Prince. Okay. And it's called Dirty Mind. Dirty Mind. Um, we have Prince. He's not wearing a shirt or pants, but a jacket. <laughs> uh, he's got little bikini bottoms on and like kind of a trench coat with the like studs on his right shoulder. It's a and sexy trench coat for well, sure. Well, I'll let you say that. <laughs> And then he has a bandana on, which I think is the sexiest fun. part. Yes. If he didn't have that, then, you know, I don't know. So. Yeah, that really does tight. What later. is in the background of this? Because I've had a hard time figuring that out. I feel like it's mattress springs. <laughs> it's a top oh. mattress. It's oh, a top view of mattress I've never spring. thought of it that way, but I've always thought of it as like it speaker, is. like it, some kind of speaker thing. Like computeristic speaker thing, but you're exactly right. It's a mattress. Yeah, you're right. Just like laying on top of a mattress. Those are springs. Well, Well, you're welcome. And we should talk about the back of this. Oh, yeah. That's when it gets good. I don't know if he's actually wearing these thigh high tights. And I think they're they're thigh high boots. Either way, he wants you to think he's wearing them, right? And that's the important thing. And he doesn't look like he's wearing anything. He's got his little bikini bottoms on. Okay. Right. If that's what you meant. And his bandana. It is. (laughs) But he's laying on his back. It's like a side view, but he has thigh high boots on. Or just And the titles of the songs are spray painted on the wall. Yeah. Do you think they really, they had to be, right? They were really written. They were really written. This on was the wall. 1980. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no shop. yeah. There's no special. How did they get this photo though? They probably rented a house and, and black and white photo. Spray painted the wall and had him wait. Yeah. Yep. You know what I think's exactly. interesting about his pose is his little cross-legged thing. He looks so confident, but very queer to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Prince is a queer icon, which is. Why we're talking about That's why it. we're here. This is the first, in my opinion, super princey, quote, Prince album. And it was the final album contracted by Warner Brothers in that initial deal that we talked about last time where he signed the like three this album deal. big giant deal. It was for three albums. This is the third album. And the label needed this record to be a huge hit because the last two, like, 
didn't really make it as high on the charts as like the label wanted it to. Prince wanted it to. Like so, just not as mainstream as they Yeah. Wanted. Part of it was that they were marketing it as a very niche album. Like if you'll recall, they were like black charts and like they called it like a black album. And Prince wanted to be known as like a pop artist. So the label needed this record to be like monstrous and monstrous and it was can you flip it over sure i need to remember the songs okay prince's first two albums were good but did not perform as well as anyone expected them to and this was actually the first album recorded at his home in minnesota maybe that's his wall with the spray paint on it it might have been minnesota minnesota the label the warner brothers label had a little bit of back and forth with prince about the sexually explicit nature of some songs Mm, i wonder why (laughs) like the do it all night was that the one do you think Um, or it could have been head do you think it was head it could have been isn't this the album with the the song called sister yeah sure Mm, yeah Mm -hmm. it could have been any of these it's pretty explicit compared to the last two yes he's like this is who i am i'm ready it was also a gradual turn though i feel like each album has successfully been just just like peppered in just a little more if you think about his first album there was none of this like explicit stuff it was just like disco-y feel-good music it was more cheesy it was more cheesy which i love but it was no head or sister or sister or do it all night i love this album it's great i also love it i agree in 1981 prince said he said Quote, I wasn't being deliberately provocative. I was being deliberately me. Oh. All right, Prince. Yes. <laughs> the content of this album has been credited for opening the doors for other sexually explicit albums in the future. There's a song on this album called Sister, which we've kind of talked about, alluded to. And it's very strange and incesty. Are you going to read us the lyrics again? No. It's, I don't, I it's don't want icky. to. It's There's no reason for Frankly, me to do that. It's well, the last one was icky, too. I know, but... It's a new level of icky. So you're just skipping over the most icky? Yeah, I am. It, anyone that's listening can Google the lyrics of I, Sister, but yeah. it's incesty, and it's and that's icky. I'm not... Yeah. I'm so, not saying it's not. I... <laughs> I feel really weird when I sing it, but that doesn't stop me from singing it. (laughs) Well, you don't all have a sister. That's true. If I did, maybe I wouldn't sing it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) I know. We're all like, "Mm -hmm." we all have sisters, so. Yeehaw. Critics love this fucking album. Oh. And. It is kind of a fucking album, isn't it? Well. It is. It kind of is. Look at this guy. Wearing his bikini shorts. He has like a combination innie outy belly button. Mm-hmm. He, does. He, Sorry. Does. he does. He does. You're right. <laughs> I hope he grew out of that. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't. I don't know. 
Dirty Mind is considered the bedrock of urban black music of the early 1980s. Oh, wow. Ken Tucker from Rolling Stone called it, quote, cool music dealing with hot emotions. Oh, mm, that's a fun quote. <laughs> I'm looking at the lyrics to Sister and... Yeah. Is that why we're not reading them, Lisa? Do you want to read them out loud? No. Okay. Well, I don't either. Okay. Is there any sort of context we can give that song in terms of was there controversy at the time or was America still so I know that I... ridiculous that we just glossed over it and didn't have any questions at the time? Well, no, people had questions. I read an interview. I didn't take notes on it, but I, I did read an interview that was like, is this like an autobiographical song? Okay. Which, why do you ask that question? Because. Because it's very explicit. <laughs> yes. And Prince said, yes, it is autobiographical. Like, this isn't made up. This isn't like a story that he's telling himself or telling anyone else. This is like his life and how he's lived it. And I think that's horrifying. It sounded <laughs> really horrifying bad. in your voice. It's not as bad as the Bambi song. It isn't? Well... Because you read the lyrics to the Bambi song and you won't read this one. Yeah, but the Bambi song at least seems like, or no, I mean, not the Bambi. Like the Bambi song is horrible. Like it seems like, it seems like it's like assault. Like it doesn't seem. It's a little assault. It's it's icky and it makes me feel really icky. And like the vibe of this, I don't know. I can't, I don't know. I can't. Mixed in with like every other song that's on this album. I I just don't have a lot to say about it. Well, it, it's weird. It's icky. It's icky. It's weird. I know. So I'm assuming it's sexual relations with your sibling. That's yes. older sister. The context of the song. And I will yes. tell you that he lived with his older sister between the ages of... I told you he got kicked out at like 13 okay. to 16 years old. He moved to New York City with his sister where she was like 30 in her early 30s. And he was trying to get into the music scene in New York City, living with his sister for I think it was about a year, maybe a little less than a year. And then he moved back to Minnesota before he got his record deal. Okay. I don't know. So it was probably during that time. How much older? This is an interesting well, quote. If he was 16 and she was like 32. Oh, so that was it. Sorry, I missed yeah. the ages. Yeah. So like this is a direct quote from him. That's why I stopped doing interviews. I started and stopped abruptly because of that. People weren't taking me seriously and I was being misunderstood. Everything I said, they didn't believe anyway. They didn't believe my name. They didn't believe anything I said. So, like, that was his... It's confusing because, like, he says, like, oh, well, you're not taking me seriously. And then people are like, okay, so seriously, like, you're... Did you fuck your sister? Fucking your sister. And he's like, you don't understand my work, my music. It's like... Yeah, and then he, like, he, like, very distinctively says that this is, like, autobiographical. Yeah. Autobiographical. We've been over this, God, I I can't say that word. Yeah. So, it's These are true things, but... It's confusing, but I take it as, like, this happened, and I don't feel good about it, and, well, big ol' yikes. 
Big Do yikes. I know anything about this sister? Nope, I don't know. In the present thing. day, nope. is like she alive? I have no idea. I don't, I don't know her name. I don't know anything. If she's the head of the prince estate of this, fucking maybe. I don't know. Fucking maybe. <laughs> fucking maybe. Oh. Fucking maybe. There it is about that. <laughs> okay, so sorry we hit on Bambi. I just thought we'd. No, all no, the controversy. Yeah, come on. Sorry. You don't have to apologize. Sing away. What I have written down says, I have to type this out, the entire quote from the, quote, self-proclaimed Dean of American Rock Critics, Robert Christ. Gow? Chris Chrisgow? Crisco? Like no, not, the, not vegetable like the oil. oil. <laughs> like Christ G A U. Oh. Christ Goo. <laughs> yes. Christ the name. Goo. Let's of, go with that. Let's of the go village with Christ voice. Goo. <laughs> Is that like communion? Let's <laughs> see. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> that was good, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please continue. <laughs> let me continue. This is not a family friendly show. Robert's no, fucking not a family <laughs> show. Robert C. of The Village Voice says This album, Dirty Mind, is brashly lubricious. Where the typical love man plays the lead in, quote, he's so shy. He specializes here in full-fledged fuckbook fantasies. The kid sleeps with his sister and digs it. Sleeps with his girlfriend's boyfriend and doesn't. Stops a wedding by Gamma hutching the bride on her way to church. Mick Jagger should fold up his penis and go home. <laughs> oh, <laughs> his name is definitely Christ Goo. And the way. this oh. this was called the single best sentence ever written on Prince. Mick Jagger should fold up his dick and go home. So, I agree. <laughs> so I need to understand the boyfriend. What what song is that on? I think it's When You Were Mine. Mm. I think there's a little thing about When You Were Mine. Okay. When you were mine, I don't know, but I gave you all Right. There's like a line about sharing a bed and... Oh. Yeah. So I'm glad that we all enjoyed that. From the website Ultimate Prince. Oh, which has this been a, around a long time? Do you think? I think it has. This been. is like a '90s website that has lived on because of Prince super fans. I'm pretty sure this is a website that I really loved. So okay. yes, probably. Probably. Ultimate um, Prince. Ultimate Prince. I. Dot net. I can find out. All right, dude. I also had multiple like. One specific, but a few like Tori Amos like ultimate sites that I would check regularly. So I I I get it. <laughs> fan sites, yeah, a very like mm-hmm. every way you can connect to the f- yeah. 
It's ultimateprince.com. Dot com. Okay. Still exists. We don't know when it started, but it exists to this day. <laughs> okay. From the website ultimateprince.com. Uptown had a double meaning for Prince. It was a literal location, the Uptown District of Minneapolis, known for its nightlife. On the other hand, it was Prince's idea of utopia, where people of all races, genders, and sexualities could party together. The story told in the song is Prince meeting a woman while he's walking down the street who asks him if he's gay. He answers no and suggests that her closed-mindedness is because she's a victim of society. He takes her uptown, and she sees that there's fun to be had by black, white, Puerto Rican, everybody just a freaking. Then naturally they have sex. Naturally. So that's all you had to do to get in bed with Prince is ask him if he's gay? What's more queer than that? Let me show you that I am I don't know. You tell me. He's like, why don't I I take you uptown where all the queer people live and then we can have sex? I don't know. (laughs) This isn't personal, honey. Don't take it personal. Okay, sorry. This is 1980. Yeah, and I know you love Prince, but... He's like, let me open your mind. Oh, well, I open your... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> My goodness, Kai. It's a Friday night. It's a, <laughs> it a Friday night, so fuck off, everybody. This is an explicit <laughs> podcast. This isn't a fucking family show. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Addison. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Addison has gotten some kind she'll of permission. Underst- she'll <laughs> listen to all these. That's fine. When You Were Mine was not released as a single by Prince, okay. which is surprising to me. Oh, not surprising to me. Oh, okay. Oh. However, Cindy Lauper recorded the song and released it as a single in 1985. That's surprising Ooh, to me. I, really? I know, yeah, it that. is surprising to me too. I need to listen to that. Oh, it's good. Okay. I like Cindy Lauper. I really do. So Cindy kept all of the original lyrics, including the he, him, his pronouns. Cool. Okay. And Cindy, Cindy, yeah. Prince wrote this song while he was on tour with Rick James. We talked about that last Rick time. Rick James. Maybe that's why Rick James was so upset at Prince. Maybe. Because he knew he was just palling around with some homos. I don't know. Wait, so was Rick James terrible comments about Prince after they went on tour together? I think so, yeah. That's pretty fucked up. I know. It's and it's like probably because Prince thing, was right? getting more attention than him, and so yeah. he was like, yeah. "What happened to Vegas dick or something?" Oh, well, maybe, maybe. Now but we're he getting was like, real gossipy about. <laughs> 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 we were there. The action! I wish everyone could have just seen the action that Lindsay just did. Uh, it was a shoulder. It was a it was shoulder a lot situation. Of shoulders, yep. Yeah, that prince well, is out to lunch, is what <laughs> Rick James out said. Lunch. Out to lunch, in that he wouldn't unzip my pants. <gasps> That's uh, a real '80s thing to say. Out to lunch. Yeah, well, I wish I was out to lunch like every day. You are. If you're mad, if you're mad at me, it was worth that. <laughs> Oh, 
I wish that we were a video podcast in that moment and that everyone could have seen both of your faces because I wasn't ready for it. All right. Sorry, I'm honey. So sorry. It was a joke, but apparently it was very funny. It was very funny. I choked on my own spit. That's <laughs> if we were in 1980s, I would be really upset right, right now because it's like then a, it would like mean something. Insult, yeah. and you would like do like a flock of seagull hair whip. Like <sighs> we'd probably just have to stop you. recording. Yeah, you would stomp off. Oh, that makes me a little dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please don't flip your hair like that Stop, anymore. Like, cranking your, my neck. your seat does not have a back. I know. <laughs> it's dangerous what you're doing over there. I know. I have just a little bit left for this album. If that's cool. Lay it down. Thank you. Gotta let me lay it down. Let me lay Sorry. Was that accurate? Mm-hmm. Not maybe not this album though. Prince wrote the song When You Were Mine when he was on tour with Rick James. They were in Florida. That sounds gay. It was. He chose not to join his bandmates at Disney World <gasps> and instead wrote this whole last song by the time they got back. Oh, uh, nice. all right. Well, and Uptown was number five on Billboard's Hot Soul and Hot Dance Club charts. Yeah. So Hot Soul chart and Hot Dance Club chart. Wow. Dirty Mind reached number seven on the Billboard Top Black Albums chart. Again. And he performed the anti-war song Party Up on his Saturday Night Live debut in February of 1981. I'm sorry, I didn't know that was an anti-war song. Yeah, there's some anti-war lyrics in there. I, oh man, okay. You have to really sit down. Well, that's why we're talking over. to you and not me about Prince. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and Rolling Stone ranked Dirty Mind at number 18 of their 100 greatest albums of the 1980s. 19? 18. 18. One better. Wow. I'd like to see that list, but we'll move on. Okay. Well, I am ready for another Bev, and then I'm ready for another album. I feel like it's just like a great vibe. The song. The song. Yes, the song. I, that's why because it's got like that like stop guitar yeah. and then it has like synths controversy it's a great song if you aren't familiar with the song controversy pause listen to the song I don't know I think I filled it Come in back. yeah you did great you did. wait are we recording yeah oh I looked up the album cover for you but I'm going to need my phone back. Oh, it's the mauve suit. We listen it's to the purple this suit. album this probably like, more than any other Prince album is, in our home. We listen to this a lot. Yes. This is the most recognizable album cover to me personally, okay. besides Purple Rain. So his suit okay, is they're not probably equal. I'm going to tell you, mauve. it's the exact same coat as what's on Dirty Mind. Well, that's black and white. But it Dirty totally Mind, is, it's black though. and white. Poor guy couldn't afford a new 
coke. No, I'm sure there's a. Well, no. He only made. He could have. What half could, a million dollars in he 1978? He could afford a new coat. He just chose to recycle for a I reason. I love that you recycle. Yeah, it's an and Easter it's egg. It's probably for, the, for a reason for the fans. Yeah, it's for you, Alex. Yeah, I'm looking at I you, Alex. It. Tell me why. Why he recycled? Yeah, is he a recycler? He loves is the he planet Earth, Earth friendly. Yeah, he has a whole fucking album that's like Mother Earth. Oh, you're right. Yeah. God, well, how many albums does he have? 38. Okay. All right. I might be wrong on that, but... It's probably close. I I don't think you're that far off. Okay. Controversy released October 14th of 1981. Mm. I think I said that... None of us still are born. Yeah, we're still twinkles in heaven. Oh, Jesus, Lisa. (laughs) (laughs) So, like... When God takes when God that. takes a twinkle, <laughs> <gasps> no, absolutely is not. Is that like the God Eric Clapton song? Tears in heaven. It's just isn't that twinkles in heaven. Can't you just can't you think of someone being impregnated by God's twinkle? Can't you just <laughs> you guys? Is that like a golden shower? Yeah, <gasps> that's what I'm saying. That's not how it works, Kai. But if you're thinking of it in a godly sense, it could work. In a godly sense. It, yes. How do you think Mary got impregnated, Lisa, Alex? <laughs> it's not Christmas season yet. Yes, it is. At her fucking So, controversy. October 14th, 1981. I believe that Dirty Mind was released in like October of 1980, I think I said. So this is one year after? October 8th, 1980. He's just pumping them out. He's pumping them out. Okay, so did they like renew his contract? Yeah, is this Warner Brothers or did he move on? Um, I believe this is still Warner Brothers. Okay. Well, there was probably only like a couple to choose from. Yes. So controversy begins to acknowledge Prince's androgynous and queer persona. Here's a few lyrics for you. Ooh. Right. Lay him down. I just can't believe all the things people say. Controversy. Am I black or white? Am I straight or gay? Just give me eyebrows and I'll fill in the controversy part. Controversy. All right. But he's like, am I black or am I white? Am I straight? Like, it's like kind of like marching. Like, I feel like I just. Please don't march on the table. Don't march on the table, but yes. Kind of breathy, too. Yeah. Very breathy. Yes. Which makes it automatically suggestive. Mm-hmm. Automatic. Maybe to Lisa. <laughs> For Lisa. me. If you if you speak breath breathy. Lisa. Now we know what Lisa likes. <gasps> I like breathy. Talk to me breathy. No. Talk, to me breathy. <laughs> talk breathy to me, baby. If we're in a bar, talk breathy to me. Okay. I just have to get through this. <laughs> I'm right. sorry. All Without right. knowing all, this, all these things just, about Lisa. Okay? <laughs> I only told you one thing. I feel fine. At least about it. two people it. think it's okay. Those are the most important two of the two just now, I think. About breathy talk. We're, okay, we're moving on. <laughs> this album is where the color purple starts to be connected to Prince. 
Okay. He's doing, so Dirty Mind was black and white on the album cover. Did you notice, though, on Prince, mm-hmm. there's purple? The the name of the album? Yeah, right. Like His, the font, font is, is purple. Yes. Yes. He's always very purple. He's had a lot of purple connected, right? Yes. But, but maybe this, this is, is the one confirmation. that is like associated This is when it's like cemented. Yes. Okay. It's cemented and he has like the purple jacket. There's like the spikes on his right shoulder. Here it is. Okay. Controversy is a much more political album than any of his previous works. And also touches on faith, gender, and ethnicities in ways that had not been present in Prince's work up to this point. And he started wearing thigh-high boots and bikini bottoms with a studded leather coat, which he wore on Dirty Mind. And I think that he started wearing, like, out on tour during Controversy. So he was, like, wearing this out and about. Oh. And not just in pictures. Okay. So this became his regular self. Yes. He's coming out. He's fully coming out as controversy. Purple. He said, to me, it's not outrageous. It's comfortable. I've always dressed the way I've wanted to. (laughs) And if it goes with the music, it's only because the music is part of me. And so is the way I dress. Sorry. It looks like the most uncomfortable thing that you could possibly wear. This is a lie, clearly. Thigh-high booties, like bikini bottoms, and a studded leather jacket because of the attention or and you like feel sexy yeah if you That's feel different. if if you're getting comfort and validation from those things then and attention yeah then i can totally see why it would be like this is what i feel comfortable in because sure people but like to be validated i also feel like that's like prince is doing a half smile yeah. Because he was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Like he would he he was a joking kind of guy. Right, but he obviously liked the attention he was getting from those. Right. Kind of but I don't think it was because he prince pranced around this house in those clothes. Right. I think it was a public facing yes. thing. That so that's what brought I mean. Joy. I feel like he was laughing inside as he was saying that. He's and like, oh, I'm just so comfortable in these clothes. I just don't know of any like 100% straight artists that get that same thing out of this type of attire. Like, well, you know what I mean? Kind of goes back to our Harry Styles conversation. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. he's not he's not wearing that. Like he's not wearing bikini bottoms and a fully no, opened would, leather trench coat you know, he he fucking might let's give it to prince i don't think very many people since yeah. prince have really paraded around in bikini I, bottoms and a studded yes. jacket yeah i'm with it like apparently it's very comfortable nobody knows how comfortable it is he just gets out of the tub and puts on his thigh high boots and his bikini bottoms <laughs> Why don't they have those in hotel rooms? I mean, that's, that's a good what you question. Should be lounging around in. Oh my it's comfortable. God. It's comfortable. I don't know. <laughs> the song "Controversy" and "Let's Work" both reach number one on the Billboard Dance Charts. Get you it? Say Let's work. Yes. Can you sing? Let's work. Yeah. It's just like a. I guess I'm, I love it. 
we saw your shoulders it. sing it was as much shoulders. as your it's a voice shoulder shag. Well, there was also a lot of ch-ch-ch, right? Yeah. So you gotta like get the choo choo train going. Yeah, you like really did it. I will never dance again. It's the George That's Michael a song. Lie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so controversy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Got no rhythm. Sorry. Oh yeah. That's a banger. It is. <laughs> this is a Prince episode, you guys. This is not a George <laughs> Michael episode. Saxophone way. Wait, didn't Kai say last episode that there was a Boy George. Boy George, not okay. George Michael. Not George Michael. You're right. Boy George Michael. Or we can bring in Boy George Michael. <laughs> I'd like to hear a Boy George Michael. <laughs> Isn't that really like just George Michael from Arrested Development? Yeah. Yes. Does he have any songs? All right. I'm Does very sorry, Alex. I'm very sorry. Please continue. <laughs> it's fine. Um. It sounds fine. It's it's definitely fine. Okay. Controversy. The song Controversy and the song Let's Work both reached number one on the Billboard dance charts. The album hit number three on the Billboard R&B album chart. R&B. So this is like the highest of any of the previous albums. Yes. So, yes. Does it say, are there still the black charts or have those transformed into R&B? I don't know if there's been like a transformation in the chart. It's just interesting. We talked a lot about the black charts and now I'm just curious. He's charting on R&B and he never charted on R&B. Where did that come from? He's in uncharted territory. Oh, You've done it now. I'm so sorry. Nice face. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I was displeased. Yeah, Kai was <laughs> fine. I love puns, so I'm with <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So do I. The critics who love Dirty Mind were not as enthused about controversy, actually. I feel like controversy like got real sexy. You mean like, Christ why, Goo wasn't with it? Like why what was their what No, was their I don't know. It was it's like more like so controversy. This was his, quote, first attempt to get you to love him for his mind and not just his body. <laughs> okay, but uh, isn't this the one that fuck? has Do Me, babe? No, it's not. It's not. No. I'm, I'm on the wrong album. I, I, I wish I had the track so. list in front of me. These are my whole... notes. Love this whole goddamn album where Prince gets real sexy. A definite turn. So you like people. This is Do Me, baby. Do it is. Baby. Yeah. So there's controversy, sexuality, do me baby, private joy, Ronnie talk to Russia, let's work, Annie Christian, jack you off. Oh yeah, jack you off. I love that song. (laughs) I do too. It's a big yeah. And I like the Annie Christian song. I like the Annie Christian too. But it's very political and like a little bit more cerebral than like. Well, the first line is Annie Christian was a whore. Right, well, I I don't know if that's the first line. It probably is. Or am I just thinking of a beer. verse? I I don't know. I could. Don't, don't worry, know. we can edit this. Any Christian, any Christ answer. Something. Any Christian, any Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're I, right. No, you're right. I I love this album. It, this is a critic thing. Critics liked 
dirty mind because it was like Christ goo. Christ goo loved this fucking album. He told Mick Jagger to fold up his penis and go home. That was the last one. Yes. Dirty mind. Dirty mind. Christ goo didn't have anything to say about controversy. No controversy. It was just kind of like a, okay, here's Prince again. He has some shit to say. He's not fucking a sister in this album. He just has something to say about Russia and nuclear war. And so we need to like deal with that. And I feel like I just want to say that this is by far like my Prince album. Okay. Like same controversy is the album I jive the most with out of like, I find myself going back to it over and over and over and over again. So just wanted to put that out there. Well, it's a good album. This is my most recognized Prince album. I've said this like every single album we've talked about. I love this album. I love all these albums. There hasn't been a single one that it's like, this is where our love of Prince collides with yours, though. Because like this is where we come in from before knowing you. You got the on ramp. Yeah, this is our on on ramp. Yeah. And this is like what's in our collection that we play regularly on okay. our record player. And this is like Controversy is a song that's on multiple playlists. When we used to DJ events, Controversy. This record was always yeah. in our crate to go to events. It's very queer and it's very like very princey, very like dancey. It's uh, dancey and, and like, like I said, cerebral yeah. and like. I don't know. It just like tickles you in all the right yeah, places. And the thing that I thought of today was Prince is doing this like ratcheting up. So if you know the albums that come next, like he's ratcheting up mm-hmm. to like superstardom. Yeah. And this is like from well, because Purple Rain is in our future and Purple Rain's in our future and 1999 is in our future. Yeah. For You, Prince, Dirty Mind, Controversy, 1999, Purple Rain. These are all, like, big steps, I feel like. Yeah. Yes. Where does Around the World fit in? That's after Purple Rain. Okay. Is that the one where he has short hair? Yes, this is the one that Raspberry Beret Clouds. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of clouds. Lots of clouds. Cloud guitar. Cloud guitar. He looks really weird. He looks weird in that, yeah. I prefer this era. I love that album, too. No, I like it. I love the album. album. We're getting ahead of ourselves. That's Prince episode number seven. Yeah, probably. Just kidding. (laughs) Episode number four. Which is nuts. I just want to say that Controversy was certified platinum in 1985. Finally, one of us is born. You were born. You were there. I was. Oh, maybe. Was it it after February? I have no idea. Great. Probably. I mean, the chances are high. They're high. Disco or club music was very black and queer subsection of popular music in the 1970s, and was eventually appropriated by the disco style. Quote disco style. And sounds like what you might associate with it today, the Bee Gees, John Travolta, really cheesy shit that is almost completely straight white men aligned. Yes. 
There was huge backlash against this type of music, and I very much recommend the episode of You're Wrong About titled Disco Demolition Night, which was released on August 3rd of 2020. It's very informative and will give a lot more context about this genre. And that's a great episode. I, I loved it. I loved it. And it talks about that was one how of my favorite episodes. Disco was like black and queer. And then like the white people came in and took it and made it so much worse. <laughs> Commercialized it and wore like isn't that yeah. how it goes? And that's then, kind like, of our legacy, everybody right? Everybody turned against it. Yeah, God, fuck we us. make it worse. And then we got Disco Duck. Hey, we're here. We're here to make it worse. I literally and remember. make some money off of it as fast as we can, and just like run it into the yes. ground for every cent that it's. I literally remember we were planting our garden, and Kai comes out and was like, "I just listened to the biggest mind fuck on your wrong about about disco <laughs> yeah. demolition, and like told me about the whole episode. I was like, "Oh shit, I got to go listen to that." Right it was now. really and good, and. It's really a good, like, hand-holding into this episode as well. And, like, the genre of music that Prince was kind of thrust into being a black artist. Thrust. Literally thrust. Hip thrust. You'll notice I only smiled and I said nothing. I I said it for you. (laughs) Pelvic thrust. Is that something? I hope there's a sound effect after that. Boing. (laughs) Boing. 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 No, there doesn't have to be a boing Shoot for a thrust. Sound effect. Like wah 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 wah. No. Or like macaroni in a pot. No. <laughs> so we're back in 1981. Okay. Prince and the Revolution opened for the Rolling Stones. Whoa, whoa, whoa! At the Coliseum in Los Angeles. Wait, didn't Mick Jacker already have his dick folded up? No, hold on. <laughs> Let me go back. First of all, she said Jacker, but that's fine. Yuck! Jacker already have his yeah, dick I don't know. folded yeah, up. Mick Jacker. It might as well be his name. Yeah. Jacker. I don't know. Probably that friggin not. Jacker. It's probably after the Jacker. I don't fold. know. The Jacker fold. That's real, But that's from the Jack most famous line. Yes, and I don't know if... I feel like that would have had to been after. This. Do you think Mick was like, now I want him to open Fucking for us? Maybe. He probably would. Fucking maybe. Because he's Mick Jagger a badass. He's that. like, don't worry, I'll outdance him with my like old man moves. Have you seen him? D- Even back then when he was young and he danced, it wasn't, it he wasn't danced good. like an old guy. I don't think he was known for his dance moves, was he? Um, yeah, he was known for like yes. rocking out. He was like the sexiest man in the world. Not to me. In the Western Not Hemisphere. I don't <laughs> think to any of us, Lisa. <laughs> all right, all right, moving on. <laughs> all right. We're doing it. I don't get it. But here we, I mean, I don't think I have to explain myself that I don't get it. Mick Jagger. (laughs) All right. We're back in 1981. We're at the Coliseum in Los Angeles. Opening for the Rolling Stones. I would have loved to have been there. Sounds like a good time. Mm, Stand by. (laughs) The crowd began booing him and shouting racist and homophobic epithets. Mm. 
No. And a collective a, groan. And apparently Prince attempted to change his performance to be more, quote, rock oriented instead of his signature funky new wave pop. Like the, they're going to forget that you're Prince. So the, the crowd was still not happy with that and started throwing trash food and bottles at him. Uh. So maybe Mick Jagger really did invite him on just for that reason. Maybe to fuck him up. Yeah. That's so shitty. And from an interview in 1982, quote, rock-oriented radio stations avoid playing records by black artists, even if the records have a rock slant, because they feel rock fans associate any black artists these days with the dreaded disco. Dreaded disco. This blackout has only reinforced the rock audience's intolerance for contemporary black music. So there's like this whole racial undertone undertone and like the disco portion of it feeds into like this racist shit. And we just like have a Rolling Stones cameo in our episode. Yeah, we sure do. Well, it started with Christ goo. Yeah, I know. It really did. Yeah. I have... Did Prince have anything to say about this? No. And this was in L.A.? Yeah. No one got a hold of him and talked to him after this whole thing? Um, He wasn't really, like, giving interviews at this time. Yeah, at this time he, like, was really shut down and wasn't really promoting his shit and wasn't really, like... Out there giving interviews and stuff. But if you're ready, I can move on to the next album. Well, I want to talk about the album 1999. Can we please? Please. So as you talk about this album, before you talk about this album, can I read the songs on on the album? Yes, Yes, that would be great. Yes, please ring off the song list. Okay, so 1999... Released October 27th of 1982. Wow. 17 years beforehand. Uh, wow. The track list. I didn't realize it was, I th- it just was, figured it was like that year. Oh, no. Oh, it was no. early 80s, Lisa. I am you was just shocked and baffled that he wrote 1999 17 years before. Yeah. It was a huge thing coming up, 1999. Let me read you some songs from 1999. Please do. Title track, 1999. Mm-hmm. Little red Corvette. Uh-huh. I get delirious. Delirious. Uh-huh. Let's pretend we're married. That's not, that's not how it goes at all. <laughs> but, okay. It's not? No. Can you sing it to me? Let's pretend we're married. Go all night. (laughs) DMSR. What does that sound for? Dance, music, sex, romance. Can you give me a little ditty? Do, 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 do. Wop, wop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Okay. Automatic. No one. A-O-T-O-Matic. Yes. Tell me what to do. Yes. Something in the water does not compute. 
which is something in the water. One of my favorite songs. It's good. Just saying. One of my favorite Prince songs. Uh, Free. Free to change your mind. Free to do most anything, anytime. Yep. And then... Lady, cap driver. That's a good one. Did I get it right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All the critics love you in New York. Mm -hmm. All the critics love you in New York. Oh, right. We're way, we are way less familiar with this album than most. But I do have a little something. Last one, International Lover. No? I'll talk about this song. Okay. All right, that's it. What do you have? So, as a small child, my invisible friend was named (laughs) Beth. And she drove a little, a little red, red Corvette. <gasps> and I like don't, it has to be from the Prince song because she drove a little red Corvette and it was a convertible, conver- like very specifically a convertible Corvette, but a little red Corvette. Yeah, that's got to be And like it. Beth's shining moment was her car. <laughs> like, more than anything I remember. You're like, know. we're kind of friends, but it was it's all mostly about this little I want to see the psychoanalyst version of what this all means. I don't know. I think like, that's what we're doing right when now. When you said okay, we're talking great. about 1999, the first thing I did was like look at the track list and I saw Little Red Corvette and I was like, wait, my, my invisible friend from Best. like when I was little, little, little. And I don't even really remember that. Most of my memories of my invisible friend are from what my mother has told me mm. later on. But like, do you think that your mom came up with a lot of details about? No, like that? it's her telling me like what I told her. Okay. But do you think your mom is telling you things that you're not remembering because like you didn't actually tell her these things and she's no. just like thinking of them? No, it it's her, like, regurgitating back what I told okay. her, which, like, the little red Corvette was a huge part of, like, what I would tell her about Beth. Can There's a lot I have to say, but <laughs> I'm just going to get to the most important question first, which is, what did Beth look like? Do you remember? I don't. Maybe she's, like, my the first day. queer crush. I don't <gasps> know. Oh. Sorry, we've already done this episode, Lisa. I know, but this is like when I am like, this is when we lived in California. This had to have been like from age like five to seven. Second question. Has anyone here seen Drop Dead Fred? Yes. It's bad. It's not good. It's bad. It's not good. Sorry. But this, did you guys have invisible friends? Like, do you have any? No. I really truly feel like I did, but I don't have any like cognitive reminiscence of actually who that was i i had the same thing like i don't remember seeing this person i don't remember interacting with this person but like i you talked about beth i talked about beth all the time and my mom your mom's like clearly that's that to me 
an and imaginary so, friend. Yes. Because like, you don't interact with anyone named Beth. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting that like your imaginary friend's name was Beth and not like Lucy. Natasha. Susan. Or like Susan. I don't know. <laughs> Beth. <laughs> Beth in a little red Corvette. I don't know, but this is just like All my right, Lisa, I don't know. I'm so sorry. This is such no, a far tangent. I but this is, love this. This is like <laughs> I this can is go my down connection this hole to while. Prince's 1999 because when I looked at the track list, I was like, oh my God, my imaginary friend. Like that's the first. And then I text my mom and I was like, Mom, what's the name of my imaginary friend? Because I can't even remember. And she's like, oh, Beth. Oh, well, it was Beth. This was a radio topping song. It's still on it the radio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, I if know, you heard and, it. Yeah. Like, I know the song Little Red Corvette. Like, I know that song. I think everyone does. Everyone does. Yeah. Yeah. Kai's dancing. I'm hearing I'm hearing Little Red Corvette playing in my head right now. This is just my tangent of... How Prince influenced my life apparently in the early eighties. So much so 90s. that you made a, an imaginary friend yeah. just to ride to in the little ride. Corvette. No, she was driving. Was she riding or driving? Oh, driving. sorry. This was her yeah. vehicle. She yeah. owned it. She wasn't. She didn't no, have a car payment. Like she owned the little red Corvette. <laughs> Do you think that you rode passenger with Beth in I'm the sure little red did. Corvette? I lived in L.A. Fuck yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Top down. Yeah, it was a convertible. Oh. Okay. Hell yeah, it was a convertible. Sense. No, you know what I meant by top I know. Down. You know. But I was I was a small child. Right. So maybe not top down. <laughs> no. Now, currently top down, yes, but not in the early 90s. Not in the car. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, tell us about 1989. I would love to. Yeehaw! 1999, released October 27th of 1982. I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of these albums are released in October. Yeah, almost all of them. Every year in October. And Um, he's a Gemini. Like, what does that mean? I'm sure there's something that aligns with a star chart that we'll have to dissect another, another day. We'll have to get with Rita. Rita will have some answers Rita, for us. We'll need to contact Rita. Rita Miller. So, Rita Miller. October 27th is Scorpio season. Mm. He's getting closer <laughs> and closer Rita. to Scorpio season. So, we'll talk to Rita about does this. Prince have a, long a Scorpio parent in his birth chart? There's no way to know. There, I would have no fucking idea about well, this. I, I feel like we could find out when his parents. That would were take born. my fandom to another level. Okay. If I was like, yes, <laughs> and yes, you're not he willing did. to go there. Well, I haven't even gotten through all of his albums yet. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm well, very I'm not sorry. Asking you to go there now. Okay. Well, I don't have any information on that. Okay. That is just fine. <laughs> Please continue on your prepared. Path. I think that's all we were asking. So this was the first album to be recorded with The Revolution. Mm. He was touring with The Revolution when he got bottles and shit thrown at him, opening for the Rolling Stones the year before. I love The Revolution. I love The Revolution. And 1999 was a breakout success. It charted at number nine on the Billboard Top 200. But there wasn't any more bottle throwing after that. Not not qualified with like... Any other thing. It's not like the the black 200. It's the top 200. 200. Uh, Number nine, which is like big time. 
Good for you, Prince. And the music videos for 1999 and Little Red Corvette were played on heavy rotation on MTV. And Which barely existed. It barely existed. And this was after the network was accused of not promoting black performers. So then they just like threw these videos on like over and over and over. International Lover, which we mentioned earlier in the track listing, was nominated for a Grammy Award for mm-hmm. Best Male R&B Vocal Performance I'm in sorry, 1984. I can't think of how that song goes. I don't think it's that good. Can I, you give me a ditty? It's like International Lover. You'd, you'd skip it's it not every the time. You'd skip it's it. not the banger. You'd skip it every time. Interesting. I don't know. I I respect that it was nominated. I don't know why. 1999 was certified four times platinum. Yeehaw. And it is considered by a variety of music critics as Prince's most influential and genre-busting record that helped him cross over into a wider rock audience. And was the engine behind the next few years of Prince's dominance in the pop market. This is like his first like hit record. Hit record. Yeah. So this was record number four. Okay. Wait. Five. Okay. Lucky number five. This is record number five. Also your favorite. So there was For You, Prince, Dirty Mind, Controversy, and now 1999. Great. On this album, Prince introduced a drum machine into his sound, which he didn't before, and expanded the use of his synthesizers so that he can keep up with his growing ideas and ambition for song ideas. 1999 is Prince's second most popular album. Behind? Like, probably behind Purple Rain. Uh, I don't know for sure, but... I would be willing. I would, yeah, yeah, I would put many dollars on that. And incorporates a lot more elements of the color purple. Like, if you'll remember the... I don't have it in front of me, but the album cover is purple. Yeah. And during an interview with the Los Angeles Times in November of 1982, he was promoting this album and Prince explicitly denied being gay. He is not gay. That's... He... He was in an interview... This is the first time that I've seen him say this explicitly in my research for this series. So somebody said, The gay rumors grew out of his stage manner, which often reflects the ambisexual tendencies associated with Jagger in the late 60s and Bowie in the early 70s. I'm sorry, but ambisexual? I think it's like ambidextrous sexual. (laughs) Just like, <laughs> just sexual on any, like, just in like, any way appealing to anybody. Is it right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm juggling spectrum. around. Yeah. yeah. My just left like hand, my right hand. Sexual AF appealing to every person who <laughs> also feels sexual <laughs> no matter what yes. they are. That's, I'm sorry. I'm just, this is a very sexual I'm episode, really but you know sure it's Prince, so I'd be disappointed if it wasn't. I'm just not sure if I've heard that before, and I really wanted to make sure. Sure, I wasn't the only one. I wrote it down as ambisexual. We can look it up if you'd like. Right. So do you think bisexual was shortened from ambisexual? Fucking maybe. It's AM bisexual. <laughs> right. Lisa, what's the consensus? Where's our um, history professor for this episode? Dr. Lisa Howe. <laughs> ambisexual. Coming in with the Wikipedia definition of ambisexual. 
It looks like there aren't many great matches for your search. <laughs> <laughs> Try using words that might appear on the page you're words. looking for. For example, cake recipe instead of how to make a cake. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's literally what it says. So you should Google how to make an ambisexual. <laughs> I typed an ambisexual definition and that's what I got. How to make an ambisexual. To me, that seems more, and I'm, I don't know, I'm just gathering from context clues, but to me, that means more of like a very just like sexual and provocative and like you don't really know who they're sexual towards, but you just know they're very sexual. Yeah. Uh, Ambiguously sexual. Ambiguously sexual. You don't even have to be ambiguously bisexual. It's just like you're ambiguously sexual. You're just sexual. Ambiguously. Yes. Is this also androgynously? Sure. Yeah, Yeah, kind of. Throw that in. That's a little spice on the top. Thanks, honey. So Prince said, there is a certain type of people who may dig what we're doing, but they won't even listen to it because of the stereotypes or whatever. Or whatever. I'm real proud of the new album, and I'd hate to have things get in the way of it. Don't get in the fucking way, bro. Yes. So here's the interview that I talked about. He gave in 1983. It was very fucking weird to read this whole thing. I think it was an L.A. Times thing again. It was it was I'd have to look it up. It was a big publication. He was doing promotion for this album. And the interviewer said, do you think people think that you're gay? And Prince said, well, there's something about me I know that makes people think that. It must stem from the fact that I spend a lot of time around women. Maybe they see things I don't. (laughs) What a backhanded. That's like, (laughs) first of all, that's not a no. No, but it's like a, maybe it's because I have all these bitches around me. Maybe I spend a lot of time around women. Maybe it's because I got all these ladies wanting to do me. I don't know. Maybe. Do you have a bunch of like. (laughs) Quote unquote fag hags around you? No, uh, I don't think that's how he meant it. I think he, it was a backhanded comment. Kind of maybe he's like, I'm getting a lot of pussy, so maybe. Yeah, so maybe. It's <laughs> so like, maybe that makes me gay because like know, I've like, like I have all these women around. I don't because know because I'm just like doing all these really wild sexual things. Maybe it's because I only hang out with women because like I just want to do it all the time and so I just hang out with women all the time. Maybe that makes me gay. I don't know. That's the opposite (laughs) of gay, sir. That's exactly what I think he was trying to say. Okay. Throughout. So the next question is People always speak about a feminine sensibility as if it's something negative in a man, but it's usually very attractive for most women, like sensitiveness. That's just a statement. It's not even a question. Or a word, probably. And Prince says, I don't know. It's attractive for me. I mean, I would like to be more of a loving person and be able to deal with other people's problems a little bit better. Men are really closed and cold together, I think. They don't like to cry, in other words. And I think that's wrong because that's not true. Which is valid. Yes. Boys don't cry. And there's also a lot of other like weird negging about homosexuality in this interview that I think is really gross. Overall, it was interesting to read. There was a part where they talked about um, how he moved in. I talked about how he moved into his neighbor's basement and his neighbor 
was one of his best friends. And with quotes or without quotes? Uh kind of quotes. Best friend. Kind of quotes. Mm-hmm. Prince had talked about how they did like the sleepovers dirty. Oh. and like <laughs> the dirty. they'd play games where they'd like strip down and they'd there's all these kind oh. of like innuendo things about especially this neighbor. And this guy was in that documentary that we watched. The like, what really happened? Brought to you by CNN. The death of Prince. Oh, I don't, I can't see he was him, in, but I wish I could see he was him in, in my brain. I know his name. If I saw his name, I would know it, but I can't tell it to you right now. Okay. Do you remember how you felt listening to this person? Like, do you remember listening to this person? I was person? like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Do you feel like maybe they I feel were like, sexual friends? I feel like if they did things together, then like... Were they sexually ambiguous? Who cares? Like, yeah. that's, that's like none of my business. It's none of this reporter's business. It's their business. But they dragged but this guy business. into it. It's not our business. But it they is. dragged this guy we have into, a this, podcast into this okay, so interview. <laughs> only because we're professionals, it's our business. <laughs> we're professional. We're Listen. queer professionals. We're not uh, here. Professional queers. We're not here we're to say what's <laughs> right or wrong. We're just here and we're queer and we're drinking beer. That's it. And we're talking I about I hope Prince that thing. they were getting off together. I'm going to just say it. So in this interview. I will cheers to that. Yeah. So like, I hope that they were also doing that in this interview, though. The person interviewing Prince was like, so you did these sleepovers, huh? And he's like, yeah, like we're best friends and we live together and et cetera, et cetera. And they're like, so did you do any like homosexual activities? And he's like, I don't know what you mean. And he's like, you know. Did you suck his dick? He didn't say that. Lisa. Second he might as well. episode in a row. But it was, that you it was really, really like, are you sure? <laughs> the last one too. The interview. Yes, the watermelon sugar. Oh, oh right. You're welcome. <laughs> Fans of Harry Styles. <laughs> you're welcome, everyone. In the universe. <laughs> she just goes there. I go there. Someone's got to. We don't have shame. So he just kind of like danced around it and was he like, danced Fuck around. You, I tell you. Well, and he was we also did. like, this is personal. I, I understand that like his best friend's family took him in to their house to live there when he was a teenager. And like, maybe he doesn't want to be like, yeah, we were like fucking and like being homos together at the time. He also has a reputation to protect. He's a celebrity at this point. And he was working with this friend in his early years. This friend was like producing music. They were in a band together. Um, I feel like I don't this know. This whole time, something every single one of these albums have in common is you've brought up that some reporter like asks him if he's a queer, yeah. if he's gay. Yes. It happens like quite a bit when he gives an interview somebody's like but you're gay right like you're homosexual and you like having sex with men and he's like i don't know what like why would you say that and there's never never, like directly is like no i'm not gay there's only one time that he's like i'm not gay and other than that, he's just like super ambiguous. And you know yeah. what? It was probably because he was having a bad day. And he's like, I'm not happy. It's like, fuck this guy who's yeah. interviewing me. I'm not happy right now. I'm not gay. Yes. Because yeah. that would be a princey thing to do. Right. In my opinion. 
Prince V. Yeah, that's, yes. Yeah. That's so very true. that's all I have for you today. We've wrapped it up at album five, 1999. Which was just chock full of bangers. I read the track. It's good. It was chock full of bangers. So, I don't know if we're going to have any more Prince episodes, so... We are. We are. We will. But we... We must. We'll have a break. It's not on the horizon yet. Well, it, it'll be continued at a later time. Yes. I we, would like to just... Uh, everyone to go around and maybe name their favorite Prince album. I'm going to start with you. Oh, I Post. don't know. I don't know. Okay. Top Song? three. You can well, do three. I talked about how I love the... B-sides and love the symbol album. I love the B-sides and hits album, but that's kind of a compilation, so I'm ruling that no, out. It can it was that sold. Counts. It that was counts. sold okay, well, as that's a B-sides one. and hits. That's the way that it was counts. sold and it can be consumed that way, so it counts. Hmm. B-sides and hits. What'd you say? Love symbol. Love symbol. Don't make her choose. Um, no, we're doing this. It's okay. Um, it's not like it's like it's going to be written into her record. I uh, I would say maybe Diamonds and Pearls. Diamonds and Pearls? Yes. I would say maybe Diamonds and Pearls. Sorry. It was really nice. Well, I feel like we already said, but like, I love controversy. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yes. And I love it too. And that says something that it's not even my top three. Yeah, it does. All of these albums, like, I really love, they're not in my top three. And, but you've also explored all, like, 30, how, whatever, what number of albums did you like get? 38. Yeah, you've explored all 38 albums. Like, I've probably, like, deeply explored maybe 12 of those 38 albums. So. You might find there. a new fave. So I don't feel as qualified, but like of the ones that I really like, Controversy is the one that I just like love and I find myself continuously going back and playing it over and over and over. I hope that you also listen to For You sometimes when you want to disco. Now that I have delved into that because of this episode, I... I, like I said last episode, I don't think I've ever really listened to that. Or if I have, I never really it's paid attention to it. Yeah. And now I'm like, hell yeah. Like, I really enjoyed it. It's a really fun album. So thanks for bringing it to my attention. Yeah. Lindsay, what do you say? Sign of the Times. Sign of the Times is a good one. Mm. Sign of the Times is my favorite one, I would, I would say. Okay. So you don't have to give... You guys don't have to give your top three. It's just me that has to give a top three. Well, you couldn't decide. Yeah, because you're, you're right. like the yeah. super fan amongst us, and we're all just going to okay. give you more if you want. Give me one more. Um, Hold on. Let me just look. Okay. Um. Okay. I also like Diamonds and Pearls. It's good. It's good. Christopher Tracy's Parade. Parade. Yeah. Is a good one. Yeah. This. This one? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good one. I like that one, too. All right. That one has Kiss on it. That one has Another Hole in Your Head, which is, like, okay. I said earlier my favorite <laughs> song was, that's probably, like, tied with I know. We song. listen to that song a lot. I also love Kiss. I love I, that I song so much. Yeah. So, there you go. Lisa? Album, controversy, song, 
Okay, mm-hmm. like nothing tops that for me. That nope. song. Oh, Have you okay. learned the dance? I Would Die For You is just like. There's a dance. Perfection. I have not learned the dance, but by the time we get to that album, I will know the dance. You know, Lisa, that makes a lot of sense for me, for you. Really? It's like what you would sing to all your dogs. Oh, absolutely. I think I've She's recognized like this. Like, very this very deep rooted part of Lisa. So this song, I I yeah, discovered this song when I was working at Disneyland. So here's the Disney Prince connection. Oh. <laughs> You're giving me a Muppet face right now. That's I thought you meant, okay, face. so I thought you meant Disney Prince, as in like Prince no. Princess. Yeah, no, not no, like no, no. Disney When slash. I worked at Disneyland. So I was like waiting for the Disneyland. Disneyland they played Prince? Prince there, well, there was just like, they play music on speakers. Okay, so or? there was this, there was this kind of really fun thing we used to go to called the mad tea party which was in california adventure and it was like a fun little dance situation but it was all like themed around alice in wonderland so like a part of the park at night would like shut down and it was all about fun drinks and dancing and there was like a dj and then there was a band that played and they played all sorts of music, but they always played Prince and they always played I Would Die For You. Like, that's where I learned that song. And this was for okay. staff only, I'm assuming. No, it was for everyone. Okay. But, like, but they had drinks? Yeah, in California Adventure. You can uh, drink over there. Okay. So it was like, how do we make Disneyland like hip for the kids? You I know, know. let's <laughs> play a song like... from 1984. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it worked for me. So <laughs> they always played I Would Die For You. And when the band would play... They always played Go Crazy. Okay. Let's Go Crazy. Yes. So, like, those two songs were always within the Mad Tea Party. And that's kind of, like, when that That landed on my radar. That makes sense. And I didn't really know either of those songs before that. Okay. So. That's a fun connection to it. Both of those songs, like, take me back to when I was there. All right. Do we have a boo and a who? No, I swear I had a who at least. I know that Billy Porter apologized to Harry Styles. Oh, you sent me somebody. One of you sent me that. You know I don't open links, so (laughs) I don't think so. It wasn't me. I don't send. Or I think I did. I think I sent it from the lavender our podcast account. Yeah, yeah, where he was like. Sorry, your name was in my mouth. It's not about you. It's, yes, it's about nice, which I thought was something that's nice. graceful. Yeah, that's yeah. that's nice. Yeah. Um. The I'm gonna say the boo of the week is me because I've been trying to figure out how to donate to the Ogden Pride Pride Alliance Club and Alliance Club. Fucking a! I can't figure it out. <laughs> I'm trying. This is where our Patreon money is going for um, the quarter that ended September 30. I'm oh, trying. Lord, I'm yeah. fucking trying. Can I just be rolling up with a check? I don't. I don't know. I can't figure it out. So I'm. I'm working on it. So that, that's unfortunate, but probably good feedback 
Like, I hope they're listening to this. I'm like, sorry. I can't, give you money. Money. can't figure out how I to give to you money. I want to donate to you, please. That's an important thing. Take my dollars. Please. I can't figure out how to give you money. They need to know that that is a problem. Yeah. And unfortunately it is, but that is where the money will go at some point. <laughs> Have we figured out another charity that we're giving to for our next charity donation? I don't think we've no? announced it yet. All right. We're going to think about it. We should decide not. And we'll announce it. And probably with our last quarter's donation, mm-hmm. we'll announce our next quarter's donation. Yes. Yeah. Sounds great. Well, I could also just like quickly follow up about last week's little segment about the Marshall White Center. I think that would be helpful. There was a city council meeting on Tuesday regarding the issue of a work session for, of the city council, which was public. And I hope that things are moving along. They seem like they want to dedicate it as a, as a cultural center for the community and kind of downgrade it, which is definitely not the direction that we want to go is what's the difference like they don't have to fix the pool yeah so i mean one of the one of the biggest things that came up during the session during the part that i was present for was that they were super interested in the ymca because they were super interested in programming and the mayor kept saying over and over and over again like i don't feel like cities are good at doing programming for these kinds of facilities. We're good at doing maintenance. We're good at cutting the lawn and taking care of the plants and like, I feel like taking you care decide of whether the janitorial. Yeah, like, but he was like, I don't know. Stand up a group to like Yeah, you form a committee, you throw money behind it, and then they can do programming yeah i it i don't know Can he was we, like i just haven't seen a good the mayor said i have not seen a good model he said that he had formerly worked with youth in previous years for for eight years and alluded to how great it was for kids from those neighborhoods to be able to come into these neighborhoods that had these beautiful nice facilities and they got to like get on a bus and come up and visit these beautiful facilities as a reward basically like they got good grades or they did some great thing and so like they were rewarded by getting to come up and spend a day Living the life living of a, a rich white person. Yeah, that's, that's, that's horrible. I, and I mean, that's that, really those aren't cringy. the words that's that he gross. said, but that is exactly, that is how it played to me. So that's bad. You're paraphrasing. Yes. We're I am, paraphrasing I am here. paraphrasing. We're not Absolutely. Quoting. I'm not quoting, but that but. is what played out to me when I heard that statement and it was absolutely cringy. And this meeting started at four o'clock and it was like I signed off at 6.15 and it was still going on until like 9.30 that night. But they did end up opening it up to public comment, which 
initially. Which is why it went It on was not allowed, and there was enough people who threw a fit, so at least there was a public commentary happening. I'm just going to say that when I run for mayor, it's going to be a pleasure for those east side rich kids to come to the west side rec centers and enjoy the beautiful bounty the bounty of the pools and the tennis courts and the basketball courts and the structures and the marble that downtown ogden has to offer absolutely i don't want to draw this out too much longer but i'm just really curious about how the site was chosen originally and like obviously there was some thought or some logical reasoning that went into building it where it is well the name was the the facility was dedicated to a community leader who was a black police officer Named Marshall White. And, and you he, said that and, last time. I know, but like that's like it was built in honor of this guy but who I'm just was saying, servicing like, that who this fallen man who was who was who had right was taking care of that area, you know? Yeah, I'm just saying like there was obviously thought that went into putting it there. Right. And so why are we ignoring all of the thought that put it there because the demographic has changed because yeah because yeah. the demographic has changed and there's a bunch of white people that have a lot of money that live on the east side and they can fund the city council can get funding from the east side neighborhood to build a new facility because they're like oh great our kids are gonna go there but if they put a tax proposal onto everybody's bill and say oh it's going to be in on the west side of washington right. boulevard then all these people that live we'll high up on the bench that. are going to be like oh i can't believe you're taxing us to pay for a facility in that neighborhood for poor so, people yes exactly i so, will say so well that's have- well that's what i'm asking is like has that been has that ever been a rich person neighborhood? Like, I just don't understand why all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is like where poor people live. We don't care about poor people. No, but that, but the whole thing, that's the problem is like ever since the facility was built in the 60s, it has not been properly like cared for and maintained. It was like the money was allocated for it and they built it and then like, it just kind of like nobody ever made like put it on a schedule of like what needed like it just kind of was led to fall to wherever it would fall. I'm just curious about where the money came from, where the idea came like, well, I know that it why it was named and like what it was named after. But I'm just curious about the history of it and why now it's so much of a burden and it was never like a burden before, but now all of a sudden it's like this thing where we got to like put it on a scale and we have to weigh whether or not it's worth it all of a I sudden. I think it's because the it's been around for thing. however long. Well, this is I, now a new thing that's like entered into the whole That arena. has yeah. for sure propelled it, but I think that there's also a greater sense of like people's 
some people, not most people, but some people starting to like look through the cracks and see who's being left out and being like, oh, because like this this issue has been going on with the Marshall White Center for quite some time. And I think that, yes, it has just kind of slid through the cracks for a long time as like nobody's really paid attention to it. And I feel like it kind of caught on to some people that were like, this is not right, that started to make a fuss about it and have rang enough people's alarms. But we're not mature enough in the city of Ogden to just handle it in an appropriate way. We want to just... I don't know. We just want to sweep it under a rug or move on or whatever. And that's... Absolutely. Because if that wasn't the case, this would have been dealt with before the election right i saw some really incredible like testimony if you will of people that finally got a chance to stand up for public comment after sitting in the city council chambers for (laughs) however many hours hours finally got a chance to like stand up and give public comment and There were some really powerful people that are just community that are just, you know, in quotations, regular ass people from Ogden that like stood up and challenged the city council. And I think that's a good thing. And I think we're making progress, but I think we're we're just in the very beginning processes of it, even though this battle has been going on for years, like it still needs to be. A fire lit under all of their asses all the time. This is crazy to me that it ex- it's, it exists. It was put it's there. It's an issue. And so now it's like it. you want to pretend it doesn't exist. Like, it's like what, you what, get what a puppy mean? and then you're like, oh, yes. I have to buy it food again. Yes. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. the sentiment yeah. that I'm That's like. That's how it feels. What's the history here? Did you get it as an Easter present? Yeah. And it wasn't really your choice. Like, what is the history? It's been here for so long. And you can't just now say that we don't want to deal with it anymore. But we'll yeah. deal with this other thing. Like, yeah, well, these people the have street. these people have funding and the rich neighborhoods are going to fund it and they have programming. So, yeah, let's like there has to be a way there. Well, has, and what are you going to do with it? Why can't and why can't if we have exist? to? Why well, can't there just be two? Yeah. Like. If the rich people can fund the YMCA or the YMCA can fund the YMCA and then the city can fund a city rec center, why can't we just do that? Because they're not willing to fund. Because it'll cost us a dollar a month in taxes. They specifically said no matter what we do, we cannot. It's not just like a matter of us working it into the city budget, which I understand. But they're like, so it would come out. As a tax increase, which, as we all know, it comes out as a proposed tax increase and then everybody votes and it wouldn't happen. So it wouldn't come through that way. So it has to be able to come through some channels of like either the city would have to sell off some asset that they had to fund it or they would have to publicly fund it or or do a fundraiser. I, I just don't know don't why the under- city has access. This is not an like, unforeseen ex- 
expense. That's exactly like why That's, are we even in this position? This what, and why have they been I'm dodging like, this? This is posi- what I'm trying to get yes. to is like I don't understand. It's been here mm-hmm. for fifty years or however long. Yeah. And now it's oh, we don't have any money. What do you mean? It's been here. It's because they've been neglecting it for years and years and years and years. And now it's to the point where it is in need of a great deal of money. Just to get it up to code. Just to get it up to code. Yeah, well, that's your own fucking fault. Yeah. I will say that only a couple of years ago, we, we the community, voted down a tax increase that would put air conditioning in an elementary school Yeah, that has never had air conditioning. Because we were just like, I don't want to pay $12 more a year. Yes. I just so, like, I'm not surprised, and I just think it's horrifying. And we don't even have kids. And we're I like, know. I will vote for. Please raise my taxes so that little children year. have air conditioning. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. It's just the dumbest thing. But people ever. do that and it blows my mind. But I also, to that, it's not their I think kids. that the. Uh, mm, yeah, f- yes, I agree. Yeah, I agree with kids. everything all of you have said, but I also think that a lot of people really do not understand the ordinances. I feel like it's not presented so clear that it's just like, if you vote option A, this is what you're voting for. And if you vote option B, this is what you're voting for. Like, I feel like for some people they need a, like, and sometimes even myself, I need like really clear, like, yes. Cause I'm like, okay, I know what I feel about this issue, but like, I'm not really exactly sure which box to no, check based we're looking on at like the ballot and it's yes. like like option like whatever number a do you vote yes or for or against and then i'm like okay well, well I, I need to fucking figure this out yes because then you'll read like four paragraphs and the very last paragraph will like switch if you vote agree then you're voting not to do all these things right like, and then you're like wait <laughs> yes wait what am i voting for <laughs> Wait, do I agree or not? It's so you have to do that confusing. like five times. Yeah. Yeah. It's very confusing. They do it on purpose. It's they a, do. I mean, and we can go down a whole rabbit hole about voting. We shouldn't. And we shouldn't. But to me, it's just sort of asinine that a building has existed on the budget for the city for however long, and everyone agreed to it at some point. But now all of a sudden it's a burden. And now all of a sudden we need to like have some come to Jesus moment about it where it's like, no. It's on them for neglecting it for all these yeah, years. Yeah, it's on you. Make been, it right. They've been it's, waiting for Elon Musk to come in. We're and not like moving it. We don't money. need to move it. It needs to stay where it is. Like people's whole lives have revolved around that place at this point. There are generations, multiple generations of people and families that have used this facility. And I don't know why it's bad to continue to do that. And I don't know why it's even really like so much of a question when it's been a line item on your budget for decades. And if it's been a line item on your budget and it's at zero dollars for decades, then why didn't anyone like fucking look at that? And say, we should start some fundraising this? for this. Or and why should... aren't we like spending yeah. money on it? But why did it get to where it is? Like how how did it 
they let it get so bad? That's yeah. my question. Yeah. Well, but either way, fucked up. We don't need a YMCA on the East Bench. We really you know don't. what we do need on the East Bench. I'll go ahead and say it. A fucking dog park. A dog okay? park. Yes. Because yes. I go to the park and there are just reams of, of people throwing balls to their dogs, not on a leash. Okay. We need a dog park. We need a dog bench. park somewhere on the East Bench, please, because these people are not going to take their dogs to the dog park. They're just going to pretend like they own the place and they're going to throw their balls to their and dogs maybe in a the Trader park. Joe's. Also a Trader Joe's. Also a Thanks neighborhood everyone. bar in the East Bench neighborhood would be great. Could we get some restaurants up here too? Like a <laughs> Yeah, can I walk We're to a restaurant, please? It'd be great Indian if I had place. some walkable places. A Mexican food place. Here's the problem. You can't open a Mexican restaurant within 500 feet of a Mormon church. I think that it's that's in a the rule, yeah, because of the moles. Yeah, the moles <laughs> make it... They're too spicy. Unlawful. And no tequila. Yeah. That's the problem. That would be the problem. All right, this has been Toasted Lavender, <laughs> a podcast where we talk about queer things and moles. drink beer and moles and and queer icons a lot of and rose's cafe i like that you reimagined prince as a queer icon icon instead of just calling him prince prince the queer icon yeah well at least it's that prince and you're like queer icons I like just, that. It's just like an upgrade. It's just like a... We might have a whole series of queer icons. And I've are. just kicked it off. What would be the next one? Has anyone thought about that? I think Tori Amos. Okay. Tori um, Amos is coming up next. I thought about David Bowie. I think there's an Amanda Palmer episode. Amanda Palmer. Oh my God. Can Amanda Palmer <laughs> be a queer icon yet? Oh, she absolutely is. Yeah, she right. is. I, All right. I agree. It's I'm a weirdo it. queirdo, but it's a... It is. We're all it's like as if we were doing a David Bowie episode in like 1990 with no. Amanda Palmer. Out and proud. Have you ever seen the... She's done a lot. Um, where David Bowie, I think he was at the Grammys and he was like, he comes out and he's like, ladies and gentlemen and others. <laughs> and everyone's like, woo! And others. <laughs> and others. It's like a, a Simpsons yeah, character. Yeah. And others. And He's they. Snape for Harry Potter. Oh my God. We've been watching Harry Potter. Cheers, Cop Kid, and Debbie. go listen to the new. Lucky. She's a lucky. Bam, bam, bam. She's a star. It is again, people. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Bye. Cut. Cut. I'll cut it when I'm damn well ready to. Eyeballs.
No, I don't really look right into the eyeballs. It's <laughs> your wife. Well, right, but Good I don't point. recreationally look into her eyeballs. Oh. Not recreationally, only what, professionally? <laughs> yeah, Lisa, we're, we're married. married. Well, all right. Only within our marriage, okay? <laughs> Which is not recreational. No. No. I'm sorry, but if you're married, it's no longer recreational. <laughs> I think you've given up recreation at that point. Have we? Okay, so maybe yeah, we have. need to define Wait. recreation. <laughs> All right. Wait, are we Moving are on, we wrong? Doing a Prince episode? Yeah, you're right. It's not a marriage. No, episode. this is outtake. Mar- this is perfect for outtakes. We're not talking this is about great. Um, first of all, most of that was a joke. Second of all, we'll move was on. Was it a joke to you? Because you said you wouldn't look into her eyes. Okay, so. you'll just have to figure out what was a joke and what wasn't. Okay. Our listeners will have to figure that out. We'll talk. To and you, you as the editor will have to figure that out. I'm going to leave it all in. <laughs> Ooh.